Hello, and we are back for another fantastic podcast. And it's been a minute. It's been a minute. You know, I took a I took a, a small hiatus, uh, or I took a week break, I should say. Just you know, really relaxing. Season was over. I felt like, yeah, I want to get my reaction out, but also I want to relax. You know, and also you know, I, I don't want to flex, but my uh, my basketball team's doing pretty well. Um, <laughs> so I you know I, I have to spend time on that, and so obviously the days kind of you know get shorter and shorter. Uh, but we're here on a Friday. Um, obviously, you're probably listening to this on a Saturday and the same day that we have a Stop the Clock coming out, which, man, you guys, I mean, if you have not started listening to Stop the Clock, I don't know what you're doing. Stop the Clock is going to be one of the hottest podcasts. Uh, me and my buddy Sam, we've been doing it weekly now. We're on, this should be episode 12 coming up this weekend. Man, it, it is joy to do, you know, just talking sports, bantering. Um, obviously, we're heading to the offseason, so there's a lot of offseason talk to be had. But it's it's a great time. You guys should definitely check it out. And maybe one day we'll do a live show where we get some you know, some live audience. Um, but anyway, that's that's without the fact. I, w- I want to talk about the Super Bowl because I think the Super Bowl is the most important thing. And I'm going to actually talk about the result before I get into the details about the game. Obviously, we know the Rams have now won 23-20 to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the Rams are the second team now and second team straight or second year second year straight, where a team has actually won in their home stadium, even though the Rams weren't the home team. It's confusing. Don't even, don't even bother with it. Um, but if the Arizona Cardinals make it next year, they will be the home team at their home. So, you know, kind of kind of works out nicely for the Arizona Cardinals if they want to make the Super Bowl. But, you know, we'll see if Murray decides to show up. Uh, but anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting off topic. I want to start with the Rams. Um, well, actually, I want to start with the Bengals, but I'm starting with the Rams on a quick side note, because I think this was something interesting. As somebody who lives in L.A., I think I can kind of give a better perspective um, of kind of what I felt happened after the Rams won the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Rams won the Super Bowl, and everyone was happy. I was happy. I mean, you know, I, I pride myself on being a Cowboys fan, and and, and that's going to never change. But, you know, you got to be happy for the home team. And and, and like we like everybody's discussed, you can't be mad at who was going to win. If the, if, if the Bengals won, I would have been happy. The Rams won. Well, they did, and, and I was happy. So it kind of worked out nicely that both teams are more well-liked than pre- previous Super Bowls previous Super Bowl. So that, that was that was obviously something nice. But I want to talk about LA because I think it was very interesting. Um, and, I, and I have an opinion about this and, and I have a reasoning because I think this is why it happened. When the Rams won the Super Bowl, it was it was joyful, but it wasn't, man, the Rams won the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, the, the Rams won the Super Bowl. That's cool. Let's go back with our life. No, when a team wins a Super Bowl in your city, you're supposed to be going crazy. You're supposed to be rioting. Everything's supposed to be going crazy. Yeah, the only worry is I'm not trying to get arrested from the cops, right? That's that's your one worry. I didn't feel that here in LA. I I, I really didn't. And, and I, my my idea of why that is because well, the Rams have only been here back for about five six years now, and 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 that's the problem, right? Unless you were you know born a Rams fan, um, but if you were born in LA after the Rams left, and and, and you really got into football. You were going to pick another team. Maybe that was the 49ers because they're up north. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, you, you when the Chargers were down, you went with the Chargers. Um, or maybe you just went with the team out. Maybe you had a family connection or something. But I, I, I think the reason, and that's a big reason why I think there wasn't such a big celebration because other teams like the Bengals and all the rest of the NFL teams have really been in one place at the same time. And I'm not blaming the Rams. And obviously, there's a lot of business side of why the Rams came to LA and all that. But 
I think that was part of the reason why we didn't see as a big of celebration as, well, maybe when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, when the Patriots win a Super Bowl. How if the Bengals would have won the Super Bowl, the whole state of Ohio would have went crazy. You know, even Cleveland would have gone crazy. I don't know about Cleveland. But I, the, the whole state would have gone crazy. So my point is, I think, I think kind of with the Rams, there was kind of that, okay, the Rams are here in L.A., but are they really here in L.A. kind of moment where it's like, no one's already showing up to the Super Bowl parade. But anyway, let's get to the game. But I do want to start with the Bengals because I do think the Bengals are more interesting or not more interesting, but I, I don't have much more to say because there's a lot more to say for the Rams. Look, it's simple. The The Rams did what they did best and they dominated that Bengals offensive line. Seven sacks ties a franchise, a, a Super Bowl record for most times a quarterback has been sacked in a single in a single Super Bowl uh, since the 70s. Um, we knew it was going to happen and it happened. You know, the first half, they held their own. I, I I will give them that. The Cincinnati Bengals offensive line held their own in the first half. They To me, I was like, man, I'm, I'm actually shocked that they've only allowed one sack in the first half. Um, and then it, I don't know what happened or what somebody said at halftime, but, man, it was like, <laughs> let everybody through. And so that's when they got six sacks in the second half. Um, Burrow played as well as he could have. Uh, I You know, his first ever Super Bowl. 22 for 33, 263, one touchdown. Pretty clean game. Was sacked seven times though for 43 yards. So that, that's kind of the bit that that's kind of the big figure you look at when you're looking at Burrow's stats. Is like he played well, but then he also got sacked seven times. Um, I thought the best play though was when Joe Mixon threw the touchdown. I thought that was a phenomenal play call. Really got me. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I really got me. I, I thought he was just gonna do a simple run and they do a touchdown pass. Um, so. That's kind of all I have to say on the Bengals. And I do want to give one shout out because I don't think he's getting enough credit. And I, and I mentioned this or I tweeted this. Um, check me out at Judo, Judo Kanyas, um at Twitter. But I found it very interesting about one player that wasn't getting a lot of praise. And that was Logan Wilson. I think if the Cincinnati Bengals would have won the Super Bowl, he should have got a consideration for the Super Bowl MVP. He really should have. Look, if Iguodala can win a Super uh, a Finals MVP, Logan Wilson can win a Super Bowl MVP. And here's the reason why. Because when I looked at the Bengals' defense, right, there were two guys who really stood out. I, I'd say three guys. Cheeto, 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 I mean, Chidobia, Wuzia, whatever you want to say. Great corner. DJ Reader and Logan Wilson. Those are three guys I look at and say, okay, those are the guys that really stood out when I watched the game. But Logan Wilson was the top guy because... Not only did he make plays in the run game, but he made plays in the passing game. Him, the combination of Logan Wilson and DJ Ritter completely shut down the Rams game, the Rams rushing attack. I mean, they, they only had 43 total yards among six rushers, averaging 1.9 yards a carry. They didn't get anything going, and that was because of Logan Wilson. Now, on the stat sheet, you know, I mean, obviously, he led the team in tackles with nine total tackles, three tackles for loss, and one pass defector, which, one, is a phenomenal stat line. But I don't even think the stats speak for it. I mean, the dude you just watched was like, he would fill up the gap. They just forced the running back to go somewhere else. And then boom, he's tackled by DJ Reader. Or he's tackled by, you know, Sam Hubbard. Or he's tackled by Trey Hendrickson, right? Um, and so I thought that was kind of the big thing. You know, the, the Logan Wilson being that dominant force on defense. And yeah, okay, maybe he gave up two passes or three passes to Cooper Cup. But it's like, who's not going to give up two, three passes to Cooper Cup? So I, I, I think that... Logan Wilson had a hell of a game, and he, he's one of those guys where I look at as like, that dude played his heart out, and 
maybe they didn't get the result they wanted, but he, he gave it his all. And, and that's all you can ask for a player like that in Logan Wilson. So kicking it over to the Rams, because I, I wanted to keep it short with the Bengals, because the Bengals have so much more time. You know, they're going to be a great team uh, for years to come. So I, not too much worry about that. But, it, but let's look at the Rams. And, and the first thing I said is it finally worked, right? I mean, all of this... All this buying players, all this trading array picks, all this spending big money on free agents, it finally worked out. You know, uh, all these long contracts, not having a first round pick till 2024, not even having a pick till the fifth round in this year's draft. I mean, it finally all worked. And, and that's all you could say. Now, is this the right way to do it? Maybe for some teams, teams that can't draft. I don't think every team should take this method of, oh, let's go out and spend big bucks and go trade all our picks because there are some teams that can just draft really well and, well, they can develop their players. And I'm not dissing the Rams in any fact because, hey, it, they won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, they, they, they traded those picks, but at what expense? A Super Bowl. And you never can complain because that's the most priceless thing in this league. I mean, that's what everyone desires. And if you can get one of those, who cares what how you did to get it, right? I mean, unless you're cheating. <laughs> that's a little different story. But I, I, I think... They did it, and man, I mean, it, it was a it was a phenomenal team effort. Everybody, defensively, offensively, special teams wise, I mean, they all played great. But two guys specifically, um, Aaron Donald and Von Miller, unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, Aaron Donald, I mean, he had to cement himself as the second greatest defensive player, if not the best defensive player of all time. I mean, the the the, the havoc that he wreaked on this Bengals offensive line. And you could say, okay, the Bengals offensive line sucks. These are still professional athletes, right? I mean, and this is a dude that is pushing around professional athletes, making them look like toddlers out there. I mean, it, it was it was remarkable how the strength that Aaron Donald has and the, the pure brute force that he has to be able to just shove guys around and be like, all right, get out of my way. Let me go to work. It, it, it's unreal. Um, he, he, um, he, he had a 17.3% uh, pressure rate per snap, which was the team highest. Um, not shocking, but just a complete dominant force. And then Vaughn Miller was, I mean, I'm losing out of words to describe how great these players were. Uh, two tackles, two sacks, one pass deflection, an all around beast on the run, even played a little, you know, he had one pass deflection. So he had that great bad ball, um, in the red zone. I don't know what else to say about the Rams. I, I I think defensively they played one hell of a game, and, and that's what you look for. I mean, you look for a team that can go out there, and that's why you spend the big bucks. I mean, it, it all alludes to that. That is why you go and spend the big bucks, because you get guys like Von Miller. You get guys like Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey did not show up. I mean, if that's one guy where it's like, man, you really had a bad game, it was Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey... I don't want to hear it. Okay, he got grabbed in the, the face mask. Okay, you know what? We're going to let that one slide. Besides that, Jamar Chase owned him. I that's. I mean, Jamar Chase owned him. I mean, every every big catch that Jamar Chase got was on him. And that one-handed catch was, oh, that was beautiful. I mean, that, that, was, that was a beautiful catch. And throw by Joe Burrow. But I want to finish it off with two topics that I feel have kind of been discussed. And I want to give my take. So we're going to start with the Super Bowl MVP. Obviously, Cooper Cup won Super Bowl MVP. And, and props to him. What... what you know, obviously the Triple Crown winner, Offensive Player of the Year, um, historic season. I mean, there's no other way to describe it besides a historic season really up in the ranks. And if you don't think he's a top three, top two receiver in this league, I I don't know what you, I, I don't know what you're looking at. I mean, we're obviously looking at two different games because this dude has been a beast 
And I only can think Devontae Adams is better than him. Um, and it's not even by that much. But I think what's most interesting is this debate of Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup for Super Bowl MVP. I like the I like the pick of Cooper Cup. Now you you could say, well, Jude, you just raved about Aaron Donald and in, in, in the pure beer force that he had. And, and obviously I would agree. And, and if you could give co-MVPs, well, this would be the easiest co-MVP you could give, but you can't, and you have to pick an MVP. And I, I think Cooper Cup was the right decision. Now here's my take. If Odell Beckham, or I should say OBJ, didn't go out, I think Aaron Donald would have won this trophy by a landslide. I, I think he would have won Super Bowl MVP with by a landslide. But I think the fact that OBJ went out and in an early stage of the game where it was really like, okay, we we looked pregame and we said, okay, Cooper Cup's gonna get a lot of the attention. That's gonna leave OBJ. But OBJ is also gonna take a little bit of the attention. And he did. When OBJ went down, I was like, okay, now we're just focused on Cooper Cup. We're gonna let Vance Jefferson make a play if he has to. We're gonna let, you know, Blankton make a play if he has to. We're gonna let these other guys, you know, Bryson Hopkins make a play if he has to. Darnell Henderson, if he has to play if he has to. We're gonna let those guys make a play, but we are not gonna let Cooper Cup make a play. And in the biggest moment, when they needed a guy, Cooper Cup showed up. Cooper Cup showed up. That that last drive where Cooper Cup scored the game-winning touchdown, I look at that drive and say, that that was the case for Cooper Cup to be Super Bowl MVP, and that's why he won it. I mean, that's why he won. I mean, it was like he was just unguardable, unguardable. I mean, it was it was it was short routes, long routes, the long posts that he got. I mean, it was like you you you. There was no way to stop him. There was no way to stop him. And then it it, it was perfect the way it ended on a fade on Eli Apple. Uh, so it it was it. I I think that is truly why um, he got Super Bowl MVP. Now I'm not saying that Aaron Donald didn't deserve it, but I think that's why I look at it and say. Look, OBJ was out. It really fell on the shoulders of Cooper Cup. It really fell on the shoulders of Cooper Cup. This would have been a whole different ballgame if OBJ played. OBJ would have got a lot of the love, too. I mean, he, he only he still had two receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown. I mean, dude was still balling. So, and he was averaging 26 a catch. So, I, like, if we really look at that, man, he might have even won Super Bowl MVP um, for, for crying out loud. But, but I think the decision to go with Cup was smart. He had two critical touchdowns. Obviously, he had the game-winning touchdown. Aaron Donald did have the game-winning sack. But I think, once again, it's hard to pass up on a guy who's had a historic season. Um, and he, he's, he's done everything right. And to go out like that, I think that was a perfect way to the cap. The, the, Cooper, the Cooper Cup 2021 to 2022 campaign of being a top three receiver in this league. Last thing. Last thing, and not much to talk about, Matthew Stafford being a Hall of Famer. No. <laughs> Matthew Stafford being a Hall of Famer won't happen. Um, now, I'm not saying it's totally out of the realm of possibility that it won't happen, but I think why I lean towards it not really happening is, well, if we look at it, he got one Pro Bowl, one Super Bowl, no All-Pros, no All-Decade team. He's 12th in passing yards all time and 12th in passing touchdowns all time. And... And I think the most interesting thing is, you know, to be a Hall of Famer, especially of your decade and when you played, you really got to be that tier one guy. And I look at Matthew Stafford and I say, I, you can't put him above the Brady's, the Rodgers. Um, you know, the Roethlisberger has a better career than him. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd put Wilson ahead of him. Um, Matt Ryan even has an MVP. So th- th- there's guys that I'm already, 
you know, and I'm not saying all those guys are tier one quarterbacks, but there's a bunch of those guys where I look at them and say, yeah, those are tier one dudes who I'm not putting Matthew Stafford over. Um, and that's honestly why I think kind of he he won't get the award or he he probably won't get the honor. Maybe, maybe he will. Um, if he wins another Super Bowl, maybe he has an MVP season. Maybe, you know, maybe he moves up in the ranks top 10 in passing, uh, pa- t- passing touchdowns as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't really see it happening. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm Mr. Sam.